Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. All right, everybody, it's our second hour. We roll all the way till three here on the Big Talker 1700, Jimmy B and TC. Always fun when Alex Halstead takes time and comes on the show. We don't pay him any money, which makes it even better for us. Uh, Alex comes to us on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. How are you, Alex? I'm doing good, guys. How are you guys doing? This uh, week? We're doing terrific. Uh, we opened the show today by offering up some thoughts on what has happened to Cyclone football and a little bit of basketball with guys leaving the team. Uh, fill us in. Can you give us any more insight into why these guys decided to uh, leave the program? Yeah, I mean, you know, so far we're still kind of waiting for, I guess, you know, a guy like Darius McNeil to land somewhere else. But, um, you know, so that's still got to happen. But Iowa State still perceives it as having two scholarships. So it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. Interestingly enough, you know, we know his AAU coach went to Cal. One of his uh, AAU teammates just committed to Cal, I think, last week. So, uh, it could still end up that way where he ends up at Cal, but it could still be a couple more weeks. And so, um, you know, we'll end up seeing what happens uh, there in the weeks ahead. You know, uh, with that, the Iowa State has 30 days to respond. Do you think the Cyclones are going to use up that full 30 days? Yeah, you know, I think it, you know, it's looking more and more like that might happen, but I don't know if it's on their end or his end because, you know, he's kind of gone, you know, a little silent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, on the other end of it um, – you know, we don't know when he filed his paperwork. So, you know, maybe it's been two weeks so far, or, you know, maybe he's just done it this week. So uh, it didn't sound like they knew the full process Process you have to go through with compliance. And so, um, you know, I don't know how long it's been since he's even filed the paperwork, but I think it's it's kind of a dead set thing that he's going to not be at Iowa State. I don't think there's anything to repair. You know, I, I think I saw someone at Mississippi State originally was going to transfer, and now they're not. I don't think this will be that type of situation because um, it seems like Iowa State's kind of already moved on. Alex Halstead is our guest on the Draft House 50 hotline. All right, with them moving on, how does that change things, or do they have plenty of time then to restock? Well, you know, right now there haven't been a ton of names out there. It's been mostly kind of a situation of, you know, we've seen them. I think they're starting to vet some players. Uh, they've been obviously there was rumors, you know, back before McNeil even uh, asked out of his letter of intent that they were going to look at a graduate transfer uh, and that they were maybe making progress with him. Uh, I never heard much about who it was or, or where they were with that. And that trail has kind of gone quiet, you know, since the McNeil stuff happened. You know, Steve Prohm has talked about how, you know, ideally they have, like, like I said, they've got two scholarships. You know, they would, they would rather go get someone more long term. You know, you don't want to bring in someone especially two guys that are grad transfers, and then all of a sudden you have to, a lot of work to do in 2018. So I think they've been vetting some high school players um, most recently because if you, can, if you can still get a late high school player, you know, there's a kid that asked out of his uh, letter from 10 and got his release from Ole Miss. Um, there's a couple other guys out there that are, you know, kind of in the same situation. Um, if you can go get one of those type of guys, all of a sudden you bring a guy into your program that has four uh, years, and maybe maybe the retro, you don't see a lot of retro in basketball anymore, have five years, but I think Prom would rather get a three to four year player rather than maybe go get somebody just to get them. Although I think they still could add a grad transfer if the right person popped up in the summer still. 
Well, one of the guys, Alex, said uh, you're getting some information about Roderick Brown, a kid from down in Tennessee, uh, 2018 kid, but looking to perhaps reclassify himself 2017. He's out there. Iowa State has offered. What can you tell us more about Roderick Brown? Yeah, so Roderick Brown is a name that popped up over the weekend. I started hearing about it, I think, on Saturday night, and um, that Iowa State might be in that mix. Now, he's a kid that is a 2018 prospect. He's a 6'7 wing. Uh, ESPN's got him as a four-star. He's 24-7 sports composite. He's just shy of a four-star, right around 88. But he's supposed to be originally a 2018 prospect. His situation is that he's used up his high school eligibility, so he's either got to go to a prep school or reclassify. And you know, the people I've talked to down in Memphis that we have in Memphis uh, have told me he's expected to reclassify. And so he's obviously now potentially on that 2017 market. Uh, right before I came out with you guys, Iowa State offered him officially. So um, Iowa State's kind of officially thrown their hat in the ring. Now, one person I talked to in Memphis familiar with his recruitment uh, thinks Wichita State has been the leader. They're, they're trying to go after him late as well. Um, but I think – you know, Iowa State now is right in that picture having offered him. And it's interesting because they've been trying to get into Memphis. You know, they almost got in there with Isaiah Stokes before that situation kind of went awry. Um, this could get him into Memphis, plus get him a near four-star prospect that's actually more highly rated than Darius McNeil. You know, if you could get a player like this, it maybe salvages, you know, that um, situation that you had. So it's going to be interesting and um, to see what happens here. I, I think – one person I talked to, the same person in Memphis that covers some of these Memphis guys, said he does think Iowa State will get a visit. It just kind of depends how it falls with that Wichita State trip that he might take as well. Alex Halstead is our guest on the Draft House 50 Hotline. We're talking Cyhawks uh, game and everything else uh, around the Cyclones. Quickly on the game at 11 a.m., you okay with that, or would you rather see it at a, at a different time for the Cyhawk game? Yeah, I, I think eleven eight. I think the best time for the Cyhawk game might be that two thirty, three thirty spot that ABC used to have. You know, because it gives you it gives fans enough time in the morning to get their tailgating in, and then, but it's and then kind of you know, whatever afterwards. Um, but uh, you know, I, I think for newspaper people, I'm not a newspaper newspaper person, so it's not a big deal to me deadline wise. But I know that's their big thing; is they love the eleven a.m. But I think eleven a.m. is okay. I think obviously now this day and age, it's all about. Can you, you know, what does what ESPN want or what does Fox want? So mm-hmm. if you get it on national TV, which it's going to be, uh, obviously that's a positive. But, you know, I, I typically like that 2.30 slot because I think it, it gives people a little bit more time um, to kind of get into the game. Well, uh, a couple of recruiting notes happening. In fact, one guy that was on campus decides not to be there anymore. David Dawson, the uh, fifth-year grad transfer along the offensive line, by way of Michigan, uh, Randy Peterson had the story. Tell us what you've heard about that one. Uh, certainly interesting, a guy that I think a lot of people had penciled as one of those interior spots of the offensive line, not going to be around for Iowa State. And, and the timing just seems so odd about it, Alex. Yeah, I kind of started to hear about him. You know, it was probably um, around you know Memorial Day that I kind of heard that he might not even be at Iowa State anymore. And then right before the weekend, heard that he was – Gone. I was trying to, you know, spend a little more time figuring out the reasoning, and now it sounds like it was some kind of family issue. It's not that he didn't necessarily want to be at Iowa State or that he's going to go somewhere else. You know, from everything I've heard, um, he won't play football. So it's a blow in terms of depth. I don't think Iowa State ever saw it as, you know, this kid's going to come in and be a sure starter. Um, the, the bonus is that 
as we've talked about, they got Josh Knipfel, um, the Hampton native uh, from JUCO. They got him to reclassify. So they still have, I think, what they consider seven bodies um, on that offensive line. Now, Campbell has wanted more of like eight, and, you know, the eighth guy right now would probably be a redshirt freshman. So, you know, that's what it really hurts him is from the standpoint of depth. But I think long-term, obviously, doesn't hurt him because it was a one-year thing. And when you look at their line next year, the only two guys they graduate are Jake Campos and Robbie Garcia. So they're starting to get to a situation where they're going to get younger and more experienced. It's just next year they might have to, again, work through the lack of numbers because seven can be an okay number, but if you have a major injury, you're down to six, and then you kind of start to get worried. So that's where it really hurts them is the depth standpoint, obviously. Um, But, you know, the, the good thing for them is that it happened now um, rather than, you know, in August. So I don't think they'll make any other additions on an offensive line unless it's a walk-on. But, um, you know, Dawson is for sure not going to be with Iowa State. Alex, uh, when the opening over-under lines came out, Iowa State was listed at four and a half. The South Point then, uh, a guy that we talk to all the time on this show, Chris Andrews, his came out and he had Iowa State five and a half. Where are you? Four and a half or five and a half? Probably five and a half because, or I'm sorry, four and a half because I think it, it, there's still too many unknowns to go, you know, to the, to the higher five and a half. I think, you know, four and a half, I think it's a pretty good number because I think, you know, right now some of the predictions have Iowa State, you know, maybe winning five games. Um, I know some of those preview magazines that come out have that. Um, you know, when you think about things, you got Northern Iowa, Akron, Kansas and Texas Tech, those are games that Iowa State should be right in, or some of them they'll be obviously favored to win. They could be favored to win three of those four, maybe four if they're favored at Texas Tech, uh, depending when it gets to that point. So you have four games right there, and then you got to find that fifth win, whether it's a game like Kansas State or, you know, Baylor's going to have questions. By the time Iowa State plays Baylor, um, Baylor's going to have been through kind of a gauntlet of their schedule. So it'll be interesting to see which way they go in the, under the first year of Matt Rule. So, there's games out there for them to get to five, and so that's why I'd kind of go more in the four and a half um, right now. Big swing game, obviously, early on is going to be Iowa. Uh, that's one I think that both is incredibly important. In the Big 12 slate, as you look through the nine games of the Big 12 schedule, what's the biggest swing game in your estimation, the difference between uh, this team maybe getting to a bowl game or not, or, or the difference between getting up there and being a, a five-win team or in the lower half of the uh, conference What's a big swing game in the Big 12 in your mind, Alex? Yeah, in, in the Big 12, you know, I, would, I think Texas right away could be one because yep. um, they're going to be coming off the non-conference, and um, that's going to be the first one. It's going to be a Thursday night game. It's going to be the first game for Tom Herman in the Big 12 um, and for Texas, their Big 12 opener on the road. So I think that's a game that, you know, maybe they can take advantage of it being on the, you know, this different night of the week and, uh, play off that and also the fact that both teams are kind of entering Big 12. The one thing about that, though, is you know even though Texas is going to be you know four weeks into a new coach and all that, they have quite a, a pretty good non-conference schedule that's going to make two power fives in the non-conference. So it's not like they're going to be coming in, you know, having played some pushovers um, and you could maybe catch them off guard. That's not going to be the case. But I think that's one of them just because it's early. Um, if Iowa State can come out of their non-conference playing well, you know, maybe you go into that game. Um, and there's that one. And then I think, you know, one other one, um, you know, Baylor, I kind of mentioned before, I think Baylor is going to be better than people think they will. Uh, I've seen them either going six and six or seven and five some places. Mm-hmm. The one thing that could help Iowa State, like I said before, is I think, you know, by the time they get to Iowa State later in the season, 
they have played like Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, and they, you know, depending on their record, you never know how a team might go, especially some of those guys will be on their way out under the, under the direction of a first-year head coach. So those are two games that stand out to me. But I think there's just so many games that are more so up for grabs. You know, when you look at the middle of the Big 12 from uh, West Virginia, TCU, and Baylor, it seems like all these preseason magazines and all these projections have them anywhere from, you know, six wins to eight wins, and, you know, but they're kind of all shuffled around. So, you know, maybe you can find one of those wins in there um, if, you're, if the dominoes really fall right. Um, let me just go to the middle linebacker spot. Because I find it the most one of the most unique stories that we have seen on a college football field in some time. We've seen quarterbacks move from quarterback to wide receiver, maybe a tight end, maybe a running back. Some have gone to defensive backs, but I don't remember any quarterback going to middle linebacker. Is this going to be the most played up story when camp begins? Yeah, I think beginning with Big 12 Media Days uh, down in Dallas in, in mid-July, uh, I think, you know, assuming Joel Lanning's that that's going to probably be the story beginning then and into fall camp is that, you know, one thing that helps is that it's not he's not making that transition in the, in the summer. So we've talked to him so much about it that, you know, the only thing we can talk to him about now in the fall is, is he still in mind to be that number one guy? But it is a unique story. I think I asked Campbell or Tyson Vite, maybe the linebackers coach in the spring, have you ever had anything even close to a quarterback going to a linebacker? And um, they'd had players obviously switch to linebacker from the offensive side of the ball, but I don't think any of them could think of a quarterback that they had had to do that. So it's obviously very unique. We know, you know, just because Joel grew up in central Iowa and we've kind of seen his progression even since high school, that he is a physical guy. And uh, if any quarterback were to make that move and not really surprise you as much, it would be him. But it is still pretty unique, especially at this Power 5, Big 12 level, to go from being this quarterback to playing the middle linebacker. And it's not just that he's on the defensive side. He's playing the middle linebacker spot where he's got to get guys in order. He's got to you know, be the point guy of that defense. So it's going to be interesting uh, because we saw him a little bit in that spring game. But until we see him against you and I, it's going to be hard to believe you know, that this guy's playing those 60 snaps or whatever he might play per game. Um, especially if he's going to also get some reps on offense. Alex, last thing, uh, out at the Elite 11 competition throughout the weekend, saw a lot about Iowa State commitment Real Mitchell, the California kid. Bit undersized, 5'11 for a quarterback, but sounds like he turned some heads once again out there at Elite 11. Yeah, the, the big storyline is just his height. Um, I think he actually got measured a little bit shorter without cleats. Obviously, you wear cleats in football, but... Um, he was, I was told, much shorter than the other two dozen quarterbacks there. But the fact that he stuck kind of in that group, you know, the thing I continue to hear from people is if he were 6'2 or 6'3, he would be up there with some of those guys offer-wise. You know, not that he didn't have offers. I think he had probably eight, nine power five offers. But he would be up with some of those guys, um, maybe not as high, but like a Trevor Lawrence, who's the number one player in the country, going to, you know, Clemson and, and uh, more along that line than, but you, you don't have those three, four inches on him. So he's got to work around that. But what I was told is that, you know, in the seven-on-seven portion, he went 15 of 19 for five touchdowns, uh, which was tied for the most touchdowns in that portion of the camp, and that he really used his speed to get out of the pocket um, and still do things. And so I think that's what could still help him be successful. I think, Trent, you've mentioned before that if there's one 
level that you can get away with being short at quarterback is obviously college. You know, mm-hmm. NFL, they go all for those guys, but we've seen short of quarterbacks get along in college, especially if they're guys that can roll out of the pocket. So I think he's going to be a guy that continues to rise in the ratings, um, but he had a really good showing, and they only take 12 quarterbacks for the group that goes to the opening. Um, and I was told, you know, Mitchell was probably in that 13 to 16 range or so. So he was just outside that mix that ended up getting picked. But that's still not bad, especially when you look at some of the quarterbacks I've seen got in the past and where he ranks among them. Could uh, could they do anything over the summer, like signing a kid? Could anything like that take place or not? Uh, from what I understand, you know, they're kind of out of scholarships now. Okay. Um, not necessarily scholarships. I think they actually have an open scholarship because of Dawson. But there's all these other rules the NCAA has about – it's called initial counters. You can only sign a certain number of players in a calendar year, and they've reached that number. So now if they have an open scholarship, from all indications I've gotten, it would be awarded to somebody on the team. Um, so if they do end up doing anything else, I think it's going to have to be a walk-on um, just because, you know – you end up using a lot of those scholarship numbers in your first couple years because you're signing so many kids to rebuild the program that it's kind of putting them in a situation where I think Josh Knipfel might be the last guy they can actually sign until next class. Alex Halstead, 24-7 Sports at CycloneAlert.com. Alex, as always, good catching up with you. We will do it again throughout the summer. You know what next week is? Well, we are going to have our draft for the Capital City League. Are you ready? I am. It's, it's snuck up on us quick, but... I think, you know, Jimmy B had the first pick last year. I think he took someone from Drake, right? I did. I took Billy Wampler. And I th- who's, who's the big Drake guy now that, to take? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't I know. I'm going to have to do some homework. Yeah, I'll, I'm glad Trent reminded me because I'll look up and try to be ready when you guys call me next week. Yeah, yeah, you're going to have to get into that. I might take Cameron Laird just because I know nothing about the guy. I don't even know if the guy can even play. All I know is what people have said. That's it. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of like Nick Babb last year. You know, he was yeah uh, kind of under under the radar guy going into that, and he probably he probably played the best out of anybody in Cap City. Um, so sometimes the unknown uh, ends up kind of being surprised with the Cap City, especially when they don't play much defense at times. Always good, pal. When we catch up with you, thank you. You have a great one. We'll talk to you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Talk to you next week. You got it. There you go. Alex Halstead, twenty four seven Cyclone Alert on the Draft House Fifty Hotline, Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Let's uh, get out to the phone lines. Bruce has been waiting on hold. He heard short quarterbacks when we were talking about Real Mitchell. Yes, and uh, got him excited. Bruce, what do you got for us today, pal? Well, I don't know if I'm excited, but every time I hear about short quarterbacks, I just think Seneca. Yeah. And and not just college. Um, well, if you're going to go short quarterbacks, you got to go Doug Flutie. Well, yeah, I know, but I'm talking about recent history here. And there was, I believe there was a year when he was the highest-paid backup quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, what well, surprised me, and and I mean we've seen Drew Brees, who was listed under six foot, right, be very successful recently. It's not a you don't have to be six three six four. It helps. It does help a lot. But boy, Seneca, Drew Brees. There's been plenty of guys you brought up. Doug, Doug Flutie. Flute, there, there's and been Ru- guys and that, Russell Wilson now. Yeah, Russell Wilson's another good one. You could get away with it. And I've seen a lot of highlights of this Real Mitchell. I think the kid's a real deal. Yeah, I really. I think Iowa State got a steal. Yeah, I'm with you. Sounds good to me. And I just remember this, uh, Trent. Yeah. When Seneca came in 
his first year out of junior college. Mm-hmm. The only people in the country that knew about him were the Iowa State fans that were following it. And those first four games that he played in, man, you could kill it oh, he was so on the good. bat. So, he was a so real good. deal. There's no question. Thank you, man. Well, it's maybe good. this guy will be too. Hopefully, yes. hopefully for Cyclone fans. Thank you, buddy. All righty, so uh, long. See you now. There you go. Yeah, look at if the, if this guy if this guy's got Seneca Wallace in him, then you've hit a home yes. run. Yeah, I mean a major league home run. Seneca Wallace outplayed Chris oh. Ricks in that oh. game against Florida State. Yeah. He outplayed Brad Banks in the game at Kinnick. Yep. Seneca Wallace was an incredible player. Great athlete. A great athlete. And to stick around in the league like he did yes. for as long as he yes. did as an undersized quarterback says a lot as well. You got it. You got Where it. it'd be easy. Yeah, let's just let's just get the prototypical drop back, six foot three quarterback. He'll be our backup. Instead, people kept giving him jobs because the guy was talented. Dude had skills. Yes, no doubt about it. And Riel Mitchell Tell you, Jimmy B. Have you I watched know, much video I, on him I, yet? I have looked at some video on him. I know. He, and you can tell he's you little. Can, yes. He's not a big no, guy. No. His mom was an American gladiator. I, I mean, how great is that? Isn't that cool? So awesome. Isn't that cool that I she was that. an American gladiator? And he can play. Yeah. And he can play. In the Big 12, think of this idea. I know we've talked about this a lot with Iowa State. Iowa State's never going to be able to out athlete. Oklahoma. Right. Texas. Sure. They're going to have to take guys that are a little bit different. They're not going to get the number one quarterback in the country like Texas and Oklahoma do. It's, yeah. just, it's not going to happen. Right. Yeah. But you can find guys like, like this, this that the boy has a ton of skill but is a little bit short. Or you can find a guy that has a side maybe is 40 times just a tick slow or on the other side. He's fast, but he's a cornerback that's only five foot nine. You can find those guys and find those different situations. And if Real Mitchell turns out to be the kind of player that he is, mm-hmm. he could be a guy that ascends this program up to the next next level. level. Yep. He, he is a big time talent. You got Park, you got Nolan for the future. You're feeling good there, and I think Mitchell's going to be right in the mix when he gets on. I campus. think looking also back at some of the things that, uh, looking at some of his video, I think his dad was a football player too, mm-hmm. football or basketball player, one of the two. So he's got uh, athleticism. Throughout the the whole uh, family tree. That always helps. Yeah, and and he got it from both sides on that one, Mm -hmm. the wife and the dad. All right, we're coming right back, everybody. If you want to jump on with us, 264-1700. That's 264-1700. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. Trust, quality, value. Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, specialty roofing, and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly 2 million square feet of roofing each year. Wolf Construction has been given the Super Service Award from Angie's List and is accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Call them today for your free estimate. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-216-3643. That's 515-216-3643. And online, wolfconstruction.net. 
This is Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced 5, 6, or 7% commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as $39.90, and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed real estate broker. The results speak loudly. We've saved our home sellers over $35 million. Call Next Generation Realty first, 224-9900. Save thousands a whole lot more car for a lot less money tom's auto sales tom's auto sales iowa's largest independent used car dealer four to five hundred used cars trucks and suvs in stock at tom's auto sales we have great prices and a great selection of the best quality used vehicles around we have the best prices in town on used vehicles and price sells cars we're a one-stop shop for all brands of cars trucks and suvs looking for that used vehicle in the five to six thousand dollar range Tom's Auto Sales has it. Family owned, family operated. Come into Tom's Auto Sales and let ours help yours. We don't sell to everyone we talk to, but we're still talking to everyone we sold to. Tom's Auto Sales with four locations in the Des Moines Metro, three locations just off 235 on East University Avenue, and one location just south of 8035 on Merle Hay Road. Visit our website at tomsautogroup.com. That's tomsautogroup.com. Tom's Auto Sales. The Home Depot has a new idea. Free carpet installation that means free carpet installation. Clearing out furniture? Free. Ripping out old carpet? No charge. Hauling it away? On the house. No hidden fees. Just free installation on carpet $699 or more. The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid on carpet price $1 or more per square foot. Unique specialty items and requirements may be priced separately. Not valid in all markets. See HomeDepot.com for details. Offer ends June 7th. 1700 KBGG backs the blue, and we'd like you to back them too. Each week, go to our website at 1700kbgg.com and nominate an officer who does an outstanding job. Tell us why that officer deserves a special salute. We'll select an officer weekly, share their story online and on the air, and present them with a special certificate. And bring their department some Brugger's bagels. Help back the blue at 1700kbgg.com. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. 
Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC. So during the break here, Trent has fired up some old Seneca Wallace uh, highlights. Yes. What are you seeing here? Are uh, you seeing like a stud? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it goes without saying. Yeah, I know. I'm uh, watching the comeback in 2002 against Iowa. Uh-huh. Down 24-7 at the half. Come roaring back. Brad Banks, a couple of awful fumbles. Uh, so I coughed one up. You go after a couple up. A uh, couple. You missed the one earlier. You were out there eating cookies or something. Oh, I was, yeah. But uh, he was, uh, he just dropped the ball. Yeah. And uh, earlier in the third quarter, as they came roaring back, he got a safety. It was an ugly second half, Jimmy B, as I was sitting in the student section and I lost my wallet. Uh, what? In the process that day. You yeah. lost your wallet? Lost my wallet, yeah. I don't know what happened to it. And luckily for me, whoever yeah. the cleanup crew was, they found it. They found it. And got it back to me. Wow. Yeah. No no cash left in it. There probably wasn't much in there to begin with. <laughs> I was with. just going to say, come on, dude, you were a college kid. But, uh, yeah, got the wallet back, didn't have to get a new driver's license, all that oh, stuff. Oh, so yeah. That was a good thing. Yeah. That was a good thing. But quite the performance out of Seneca Wallace there. And uh, one of the all-time greats. He is. I mean, you, you think about that. What does that say about Peyton Manning down there? Something uh, breaking news. I just no, saw that. Jim. No, this is from I ESPN know it is Classic. from nineteen what nineteen. Well, the game was in two thousand two. Oh, it was two thousand two. Yeah, okay. I don't know when they taped this is off of ESPN Classic. Okay, Scott Diamond was pitching I, I, for the Twins. <laughs> so. I know that cracked me up. I just I just saw the bottom line going across. Yeah, it, it was pretty funny. That is not a recent one. James, no, I so. know that. You know, you watch him throw, and he throws on the run well, mm-hmm. and. You were just talking about, you know, smaller QBs. Well, that's that's exactly what Russell Wilson does. He throws on the run. Mm-hmm. He throws great on the run. You move that pocket yeah. for them. You don't have your traditional passing lanes because, right. you know, that's one of the biggest deficiencies. And this conversation all started earlier when we were talking with uh, Alex Halstead about Real Mitchell, the kid that went to the lead 11 competition out in California, California kid that's been committed to Iowa State now for about a month. And he was even a little bit smaller than people thought he was mm-hmm. when he went in there and uh, was measured by, you know, this wasn't, oh, yeah, he's 6'1". <laughs> and then you find out he's 5'10". You know, that's what Brinson tries to pull, tries to say that he's 5'7". And we know that's not the case. Hey, did we stand back to back and we were even? Right, okay. right. But I don't claim to be some kind of behemoth like you I'm did. not claiming to be a behemoth. I'm just in reasonably decent shape for a guy who's 92. That's but you're all. short. That, that's I, what I we're always, talking about. We're talking about. I'm well height. aware of that. I'm. I know. My, I know my limitations. Okay. I'm. I'm. I'm vertically challenged. All I right. got that. All right. At least you're admitting it. I now. didn't suffer white man's disease, though. I was lucky I don't, from I don't that know standpoint. What that means. Can't jump. White men can't jump. You can't jump. That's. It's just a term. That's all. You can't. I jump. Never, what? You can't jump. I told you in college I, I could s- dunk a tennis ball. I saw you back in the day in your short shorts playing You're basketball. Pretty damn good, right? <laughs> that bu- that hand when I let that ball go, it was right up at the iron. You got right hit- at the iron. You have a hideous jumper, by the way. What? Ugly. Ugly jump shot. Well, it's not as bad as Lonzo Ball. No, no. At least you don't go across the side of the head and back the other way. You got an ugly jumper, though. I mean, you want to see a butte. You check Yours? out my jumper. Okay. It's a butte. 
As soon as you get mid-court, oh, it's ready to go. Pure. 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 <laughs> the Ray Allen. The Ray Allen The jumper. Ray Allen, yes. Wow. Beautiful. That's how it's done. Wow. Yours, on the other hand, has got a clunky. I, does it go in? I don't know. The, I always, the I video always... I saw was from 1982. You run around in your short shorts in Dallas. <laughs> I always ask guys. With a creepy mustache. With... <laughs> Come on, that was one of the greatest porno Ugh. stashes of all time. Ugh. One of the greatest porno mustaches. I told you, it took me almost three and a half, four months to grow it. Then I didn't. I was afraid to shave it off because it wouldn't come back. You should have never grown it in the first Whoa, place. Oh, man. That was a bad look, Jimmy oh, B. Oh, man. Much like we were talking about yesterday, and you look back at some things. Oh, God. You look back at that mustache. <laughs> Woof. That thing was ugly. It, it, it wasn't great. <laughs> bad look on me. Bad look. Yeah. Bad look. Yeah. Oh, well. You know what we should do here throughout the summer months? What's that? Is maybe go through and get some highlights of different Cyhawk games. Now, maybe once a week, kind of go through. And we'll kind of play it and yeah. call it a little bit. Yeah, talk about some of the big moments here. I'm not we could do that. that. See, this is, I which, believe, which, which game two, is this one? I think this is 2003. Okay. It's in Ames. Yeah. I think that was Jermel Lewis right there. Okay. Uh, let's see. No, it might be more recent than that. Now. Looks a little too sharp to be 2,000. I was going to say, that looks high def. It does. Yeah, that's, now, yeah. That's, this is uh, very recent. This yes, that's high def. A couple of years ago. Uh-huh. Regardless. You know, that'd be fun. Kind of yeah. go through, take a little deeper look at everything, and we'll get us through the summer months. That's what we got to do, Jim. You know how that goes. I, I get that. Absolutely. But it'll be it'll be fun. Well, we'll take a break here when we come back on the other side. We go from some football talk over to some basketball. Kevin Lehman's going to join us, our insider on college basketball. We'll get his thoughts on Thad Mata being let go at Ohio State. What's next for the Buckeyes? And just how good is that job? Jim and I debated that a little bit yesterday. We'll get Kevin's thoughts on where that one ranks inside the Big Ten. We'll do it next here as we continue on. Jimmy B and TC from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. We're back here in a moment. News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com. It's baseball season, and if you're looking for a place to go for all the MLB games, make it Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Cubs, Twins, Royals, White Sox, Cardinals, even the Brew Crew, or an out-of-market game. Draft House 50 has you covered with the MLB Extra Innings Package. Upscale bar food, an amazing beer selection, and on the weekends, brunch and Bloody Mary Bar every Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Can you finish this little ad phrase? Visa, it's everywhere you... Right, most people know it's everywhere you want to be. But this message isn't about Visa cards. It's about how your memory works. Why is it you remember certain ad messages and literally hundreds of songs that you never set out to memorize? That's the power of sound. It can make a good tune or a good idea stick. Now here's a question. Would you like to learn the five secrets of making a message for your business sticky? you know, memorable and powerful, then just call us and ask to speak to our ad strategy manager. He'd be glad to share them with you, no obligation. The good thing is, with radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then when someone's in the market for what you sell, who are they going to remember? If you want them to remember you, take advantage of radio. The power of sound. 
Hi, this is Jeff Peterson. If you'd like to learn the five secrets of a powerful campaign, just call me here at the station, 331-9200. We're glad to share them. your AC stops blowing cold air, find relief during Murray AC Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. While you may need to eventually have your AC professionally serviced, O'Reilly Auto Parts has special offers on the items you need to bring the cool back now. Everything from AC compressors to refrigerant. Don't miss Murray AC Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now at the Home Depot, Save 20% with bulk pricing on Owens Corning Oak Ridge shingles and 30% with bulk pricing on insulation. That'll bring that roofing project down within reach. And that insulation project, you'll be covered. If you're ready to start, now you know where. Get bulk pricing on shingles and insulation only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. See store for details and minimum purchase quantities. Selection varies by store. 1700 KPGG kicks off your morning with On Air with Doug, Jen, and Victoria. I would want all of the police force to have everything that they would need at their fingertips. Just because they say that they need it, that's enough. We need it, so please get it to us. And they give you the hometown scoop with Monk and Kelly. I didn't know you had a clothing line. Yeah. Is it really made of bacon? It's got the official bacon (laughs) stamp of approval. Smell it. not scratch and sniff. News from around the globe with Westwood One. On Air with Doug, Jen, and Victoria on the Big Talker. 1700. KBGG. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select All-Included Package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, monthly fees for Wi-Fi Gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. Requires 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates apply in second year. Pro-rated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet, equipment, non-return, and other fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offer ends 121.17. Jim Brunson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700K BGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. Hi, everybody. We are back as we roll all the way till 3. It's always fun when Kevin Lehman takes a few minutes and we can talk uh, basketball with him. Uh, former coach, longtime TV analyst, guy just, uh, he gets all the great trips. San Juan, Atlantis, all of them. We are very, very envious of his schedule. He joins us on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Hello, Ken. How are you, man? 
Uh, Jimmy Trim doing fine, and I'm envious of your jump shot. <laughs> it's hideous. It is an ugly, ugly jump shot, Kevin. You don't want to see that thing. <laughs> if it, hey, you always got to watch out for those little guys. That's right. They know how to get the shot off. That is correct. Everybody's, everybody always says that, Kevin. They say, well, I'm used to playing against guys who are 6'2", 6'3". So was I. Yeah. Yeah, get it off but quick. Yours is just ugly. That's all I'm saying. It's quite well, I know what you're talking ugly. about. I, I'm six three, and I've got four brothers that are six six or larger. Ooh. Yeah, I learned. Yeah, I learned to stay on the post on that barnyard hooper. You got hurt in there. <laughs> you got that right. Speaking of staying out of the post, um, when the Fad Mata news conference was scheduled yesterday, did you think he was going to be toast immediately, or were you more inclined to think they were going to announce that this upcoming season would be his last? Well, I think to put him in a lame duck situation is not good for anybody, and it really destroys your recruiting. Go back to Tom Davis's last year with Bob Bolsby yes. uh-huh. and how that strung out. We used to say, you know, Dr. Tom was the toilet paper stuck to Bob Bolsby's shoe as they made that run through the NCAA tournament. It just wouldn't go away, and it just it really hurts your recruiting. So when I got to heard that there's going to be a press conference, I thought it was going to be sad, bad news for Thad Mata. All right. Uh, he, did he have the similar back surgery that Steve Kerr of the Warriors had, Is and, and he's struggling with it just like uh, Kerr is? Well, I'm not sure if it's comparison, Jimmy, but I remember seeing on the Big Ten Network the journey. They had an episode on Thad Mata, and a lot of times during practice he has to sit down, mm-hmm. and he coaches from a chair because he has so much pain, nerve pain in his leg, and I think that's really affected his ability to uh, to, I don't know if it's coach's team, but to get out and recruit. And, guys, you know how recruiting works. It's going to be used against him. Yes. And I, I will say this. The team he brought to Iowa State last year was one of the poorer bad modded teams I've seen in the Buckeye colors. You know, there, there's two schools of thought here. It is Thad Mata has created enough in his 13 years, two Final Four appearances, five Big Ten regular season titles, mm-hmm. four tournament titles, all these things that – he deserves a spot. There's the other line of thinking, though, Kevin. This thing's not turning around. You look at that roster. They're not going to be good next year. You do it now. You don't have him go through another season where he just, frankly, is not able to get it done. And you have an opportunity now where you can get a coach that you want. You can go out and make an impact right now when you're not worrying about other jobs that are also open that you're going up against. Your thoughts on the timing of this one? It is odd. There's no doubt about it. We don't see this happen a whole lot. But in the end, is this could this turn out to be a smart move for the Buckeyes? Uh, no, I think the timing's bad. I think if you're going to look for a coach, you're going to do it right at the end of the season because isn't Archie Miller, wasn't he the perfect fit? Now he's with Indiana. Right. The guy coming out of Dayton, that would have probably been the guy that you're going to hear about. So now the dominoes of the coaching profession are going to, they're going to bounce a little bit again. They're going to fall over because they're going to have to take an established coach from a program, whether it's uh, Cronin or Greg Marshall or who they pick, that's going to start the dominoes just a bit again here in June or July. When you say that, I know Mick Cronin at Cincinnati would probably uh, swim across the river uh, to take that job, but he's not one of the big names that the so-called Ohio State Buckeye insiders are looking at. 
I mean, their wish list is Jay Wright, Sean Miller. Uh, I mean, and it just goes on from there. They're not going to get a guy like that, are they? Well, if you're Sean Miller, are you going to leave Tucson? No. To go to a Columbus? And, you know, that's the boosters in Ohio State, maybe a bit of arrogance thinking they're going to draw that type of coach. You know, maybe Billy Dunn wants to leave the NBA and find somebody like that, but I don't think you're going to get uh, somebody that's already established a top 20 program, mm-hmm. such as Sean Miller, that's going to make that jump here in even back in April. I don't know if he would have done that because uh, he's got great recruiting classes, and, and I'm saying Sean Miller, but there's other coaches in that situation too. I think you got to. I think you got to go down a step, whether it's uh, like we just mentioned. Uh, a Greg Marshall, Wichita State, Chris Mack, Xavier, somebody in that in that realm is who they're going to have to to look at. Well, Greg Marshall's making over three million dollars a year. We know Ohio State can pay more, but are you willing to leave Wichita with the team that they have coming back, making the transition to the American Conference and doing it? You know, when you're already over three million dollars a year to go up to uh, four million dollars a year. Maybe that doesn't make sense for Marshall. Uh, the Ohio State job, yeah, we were talking a bit yesterday about it. They've had periods of success. They've had some very good teams. Final Four run with Jim Jackson as Randy Ayers was the coach in my lifetime. Uh, your old boss, Eldon Miller, he mm-hmm. was there, had some successful teams. But historically, I would say inconsistent, maybe a bit of an underachiever overall, that Ohio State basketball program. Is that because football is king or... Is there something deeper going on there when you look at that basketball program? Well, I think it's probably similar to Michigan, that you're going to be second fiddle to football on that campus, and that's always a battle. I mean, Arizona doesn't have that. Uh, although you can coexist with Urban Meyer. We saw that when he was at Florida, Billy Donovan's teams that he had. But, guys, look at it. You know, when you hear about the Ohio State University, your first thought is Woody Hayes, uh, Archie Griffin, yep. going back to my time, but you're talking about football guys. You're not talking about those great 60 teams of basketball that Bob Knight was a reserve on. Uh, you're, you're always thinking about football. So I think it's a great job. It's not a blue blood job. It could be a second-tier job. And I thought Thad Mata had him there you know, in 07 when he got to Final Four. He had some great recruiting classes, but certainly has faded recently. His last five-star recruit was D'Angelo Russell in 2014. They have not recruited at the level that Thad was doing earlier in his career. Having a conversation right now with Kevin Lehman. We're talking college basketball on the Draft House 50 hotline, Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Okay, let's kind of uh, reassess then. With this change, whoever comes in is not going to have yeah. any time to recruit anybody. So is Ohio State then going to be a bottom feeder this coming season in college hoop in the Big Ten? Well, they certainly struggled this past season. I said it was one of the poor Buckeye teams I had seen. So I put them as a second division Big Ten team right now. Uh, you know, we know Michigan State's the class of the Big Ten in the early rankings. Minnesota has got it going, it looks like. Maryland's been very good. What's going to happen with Indiana Purdue, I think, is going to be a player again in this coming season. So Purdue, without Biggie Swan again, you put them up there. Uh, the tiers kind of seem pretty well defined. I, I think Michigan mm-hmm. State has their own tier right. because they're a national championship contender. There's that group, maybe throw Maryland in the mix as well. Purdue. 
Purdue, Minnesota, Northwestern, yeah. the teams that Kevin just mentioned. But from there, where does Iowa fit in? Uh, there's two trades of thought good enough to be a tournament team. But you look around, uh, nobody had them in their way too early top 25. Joe Lenardi just released an updated bracket the other day. He didn't have Iowa in it. Are we seeing? Are we missing something here that nationally people aren't seeing with the Hawkeyes? No, Trent. I don't think uh, I'm surprised they're not in the top 25. And of course, Fran McCaffrey's going to say it doesn't matter what they rank you in the way too early top 25. <laughs> right. But when you look at what they got. What they got coming back. I mean, Tyler Cook's going to be a force in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. We know Bohannon and Pimsel can play in the Big Ten and play at a high level. I really like what they have coming back. Tons of experience. I think what Fran McCaffrey has established here, and you go back to Tom Davis's years, always an up-to-division team, never quite where they can battle for the title, but they're kind of hanging around. So this result is you've got a team that's going to be in the NCAA tournament most years, and I think that's what Fran has established at Iowa. And when you look at Iowa's program, maybe that's the best it gets other than maybe an aberration 1980, 1970, every once in a while you're going to get one of those great teams that comes along. Kevin, um, the NBA playoffs, and I know that you you scan all kinds of basketball. Um, the Warriors, a 73-win team last year. Then they add Kevin Durant. They squashed everybody in the West. Cleveland with LeBron, Kyrie, and Kevin Love squashed everybody in the East. And it appears that as good as Cleveland is, they cannot compete. Does the NBA, are they going to have a major problem here? Or is it going to be just one of those super teams that comes around every once in a while? Well, Jimmy, you followed the NBA forever. And it's kind of like in the playground where you got the best team and a new kid walks in that's the best in the block and you pick him up also. Yeah. And they are, I think it's going to hurt. Obviously, there's the lack of parity. And think about this. Look at the sponsorships relief moving with these four-game series instead of going seven. Mm-hmm. TV revenue. Mm-hmm. But besides that, hasn't free agency really taken the NBA and turned it upside down where you've got a dominant team, uh, you know, a good team in Cleveland, but they're being exposed. But who else can compete? The Spurs can't be at that level anymore. The Celtics couldn't. I mean, I'm concerned with the NBA because you got to have I – mean, the fantasies are good in some respect, but you got to have someone to knock them off on occasion. I just don't see that happen this year or next. I'm right there with you. Yeah. I think it's going to be bad for the league. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, TV ratings are up for this finals, but the future of the league – when you have a team like this, I, I don't think it's very good. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Kevin, before we run out of time, wanted to get your thoughts. I know uh, you talked a little bit about Nico Medved and what a good hire you think that is for Drake. Uh, did you hear a whole lot recruiting-wise, kind of how he's got things going here? Uh, he's going to have a huge recruiting class coming up with the uh, signing period for the 2018 class in November, but it's still early, got a whole summer of recruiting, at least some initial returns on Drake's Nico Medved. Well, he's got a strong senior class. I mean, a lot of numbers in there. And when you look at the Valley, the departure of Wichita State, and you look at Drake's roster, because I was talking to Mike Curtin and the SID for the Valley just this week, and you know, there's some experience coming back in this Drake team, uh, led by Reed Timmer and uh, McMurray. They've got some 
players that haven't had success on the court with wins and losses, but they have as much experience, I think, as almost anybody in the Valley coming back. So can Nico take this team and get that winning? First, you've got to learn how to win. But I think what he's done, I had a chance to meet with him at the Coach's First Cancer game, which you were at there, Trent. Yeah. And, oh, I really like his, you know, and he presents himself very well. This is a guy I think is going to get out, shake hands, kiss babies. I think he's going to get people in the nap center. I think people will get excited about the Bulldog program. And, guys, Valpo coming in to the Valley, everyone's saying, oh, it's a one-bed league. For it to be a multi-bed league team, Missouri State's got to get good. Mm-hmm. Bradley's got to get good. Drake, what cost Illinois State that NCAA bid was their wins on the road in league did not help them. So if you're going to have a multiple-bid team league like the Valley has been, your bottom's got to get better, guys. And that's got to happen. I think Nico can do that with Drake. Uh, we've only got about a minute or so left here. Quickly, you, when you reference Wichita State and them leaving and going to the American, do they become the best team in the American this coming season, or is SMU or somebody else still there? Well, if you look for the way too early top 25, they're ranked number six I on the one that. poll I look at. Yeah. I mean, they're, they got the whole team back, Jimmy. They got everybody back on that team. And, you know, Landry Shamit is one of the best stars in the country. He'll just be a sophomore. They are loaded and they are deep, and uh, I think they're I think the legit top twenty team, no question. Now the other team you got to look for in a rise in that American, of course, UConn's got great tradition, but I think Kelvin Sampson is quietly getting it done mm-hmm. at Houston. So look for that team to come back. So Tubby Smith had a bunch of kids transfer out of Memphis, but uh, you know Cincinnati's been good in that league also. It's I think that league's going to be fun to watch. Okay, McCronin. Yeah, look at that name at Ohio State yeah, I know. as well. I know. I think that one makes a lot of sense. Kevin, we are out of time. Primetime League, Capital City League around the corner. That means summer hoops. We'll talk about that in the coming yeah. weeks. How's that sound? i got to get your guy's draft picks when that comes up. Oh, uh, yeah. We're going to evaluate your ability to evaluate that draft talent. That sounds good to me, pal, especially with my jump shot. <laughs> All right, you guys have a great day. Thank you. See you. Kevin, Kevin Levin, everybody. Kevin Lehman, everybody, here on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Uh, Wolfgang, around the corner here with Trent as we continue all the way till 3. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and TC. Noon to 3. Sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Go. Hey, I'm calling about the 2007... 
Right. I saw you had a for sale sign in the window, so I assume you're down with a retro payment style. Is there a way that I could barter for the car? Well, you want to drive it first? No, I mean like work it off through some sort of labor. And then, you you know, I could do enough labor, and then that would be equal to the value of the car. Huh. Like an old-school payment, because you're selling it old-school. What other ways are there? People are using the app LetGo. With L-E-T-Go. It's time to snap, boast, chat, and sell. It's time to let go. You'll remember the times you eat at Sam and Gabe's. Why, you ask? Because each meal is prepared and crafted with the finest ingredients by Sam and Gabe's experienced chefs, well-known in central Iowa for steaks, handmade pasta dishes, specialty pizzas, and, of course, the incomparable Steak de Burgo. Join them in Urbandale for dinner, Sunday brunch, and live music, or dine with them for lunch or dinner in the East Village. Private event rooms are also available. Reserve your table at SamandGabe's.com. You'll remember the times you eat at Sam and Gabe's. Next paint project, why settle for a new coat of paint? Try a new coat of armor. Glidden Diamond Paint and Primer at the Home Depot, starting at only $23.98 a gallon. When put to the test, Glidden Diamond stood up to 2,500 scrubs. That's a lot of soccer balls, muddy pets, and fingerprints. And that's one tough coat. We're pouring more into paint with unbeatable prices on scrubbable Glidden Diamond Paint and Primer from only $23.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. U.S. only. Looking good, Mr. King of the Hill. Mr. DXL Shopperman. Mr. Sharp Dressing. Confidence oozing. Style swaggering fashion stud. Looking good. All the brands you love, waist size 38 and up. DXL, you're looking good. This Father's Day, give Dad the perfect fitting move with you gift he can live in. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next day installation, 515-262-STAR. 1700 KBGG Des Moines.